this is Dean Carnassus, the Ultra Marathon Man, and you are listening to the FitCast. Hello, and welcome to the K Selk and Fonz FitCast. It's been a couple months, partner. It has. We've been busy, and I know, I know, uh, our listeners have been mad and emailing and sending me texts like, "Where the hell are you?" But at least it's not as bad as NPR. NPR screwed up all their feeds on their podcast yesterday. Oh my God, did they? What happened? I don't know exactly what happened internally, but some of mine were gone, and they've got like millions of listeners. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, there was apologies sent across the board on NPR this morning. <laughs> they, have, they have like 8 million listeners, and we have like 8 listeners, so our 8 listeners. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Either way, uh, they got it all fixed, and they gave their apologies. I'm sure nobody's too uh, distraught over missing a 13-minute podcast uh, being delayed a couple hours, so. Anyhow, um, so what's your, I was just up in Chicago. You were? What were you doing up here? I came up for a Cubs game. You did? Was that the most exciting thing you did all weekend? Well, no, I also officiated a wedding. Oh, you did? Oh, you know what? Somebody officiated my wedding the <laughs> other weekend. Was that you? Yeah, it was. Congratulations, Dr. Salkis. You are uh, officially married now. Thank you, and I had the best officiant at my wedding. You were really great. <laughs> I did screw up. I did, uh, and you gave me a look when I screwed up like I'll <laughs> never, ever forget. <laughs> but you know what? It, I think people thought that was planned. Planned, or maybe some people didn't notice it. It was a pretty quick thing, but uh, it went by. Uh, anyhow, the rest of everything went great. I uh, Beautiful wedding in the uh, observatory. Is that what it is? Conservatory? Yeah. Garfield Park Conservatory. Conservatory. But let me just mention, my favorite thing that you did What's that? when you initiated my wedding was you said, anyone who does not agree with this wedding, will you please, just kidding, you're not allowed to say anything. You can take <laughs> it later. <laughs> Email ksalkfonsfitcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Email our podcast, please. <laughs> No, it was a beautiful wedding. Uh, flowers and the amazing, all the beautiful people. It was uh, great. Congratulations to you and G. Thank you. Thanks for making it happen. You know, your name is on our wedding certificate. I know. Your certificate. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. When you get married, the officiant's name is on the marriage certificate. So yeah. we are forever linked. If we ever dissolve this podcast and you have to buy me out or something, you're, you're still going to be a part of my life. Yes. Uh, is, do you have a sales price for the podcast? Um, we can talk about that off air. <laughs> it's in the negatives. I'll tell you that. It's in the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> Between buying uh, sushi and tacos for our guest, guests, uh, this is a losing proposition. <laughs> but we enjoy it, and I'm our sure our listeners do Our sponsors well. don't appreciate you saying that, Fun. <laughs> but I do, but um, I do have some other stuff that's been going on here I want to talk let's about. Hear it. Let's hear it. Number one, I was just in a race. What? I thought you were retired. I know, but uh, the Cap 2K swimming race uh, in Lady Bird Lake here. That's right. How was the weather for that one? Because I know the Cap 10K got rained out. It did, yes. 10K didn't happen. 30,000 people or so just didn't get to uh, didn't get to run that day, and uh, that's unfortunate. But the Cap 2K, the weather was beautiful, but the water, man. So this is... Uh, this is a swimmers only. These aren't you uh, sort of weak triathlete people. These are swimmers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so no wetsuits. Of no. course not. You, what do you always say? You're like, wetsuits are for sissies. Yeah, wet, wetsuits. Wet I don't use the word sissy, but yes, wetsuits are for the weak. Uh, it was 61 degrees, the water, though. 
That's not too bad. That's cold, but it's doable. It was. And the first, I, I feel bad because there's a warm-up swim that is optional, about 350 or so yards, um, which is all downhill, by the way. For those of you who didn't hear my our last Cap 2K uh, episode, the uh, it's downhill, meaning there's a current. We had about not as big of a current as last time, maybe five, six, seven uh, miles an hour. But uh, you swim about 350 yards downstream to the starting line from the island. Uh, but it's optional. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it because, one, i got to pee, so I need to do that somehow. <laughs> do that downstream. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of let the, let the, let the stream uh, uh, flow while the current pulls me down to the finish line. <laughs> Uh, but I, but anyhow, I, and then I was getting, I'm like, man, this is cold. Like my forehead hurt. Um, and I get, I get, I'm going down there and I see all the people who took the bar. You could take a little shuttle boat, um, to the starting line and they all jump in like a minute before the race and they can't even breathe. (laughs) die. Yeah, that was, that was tough for them. But, um, anyhow, it was a good race. Good, good, uh, easy current. I got 59th place out of somewhere around 200. I don't know. I didn't count, but it looked like about 200 people. That's pretty good, but you know it would be even better? What's that? If you got 69th place. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> next year, next year. I'm slowing, Hi, I'm, I'm, slowing, uh, <laughs> I'm slowing down a bit, but I will tell you a story. I'm, I'm swimming, and there's this girl next to me. Later, I find out her name is Madeline Atkinson. Um, she's next to me and she beat me like we're going and she'd be pull ahead of me and I'd catch up and pull ahead of me. The reason I could catch up is that, um, every once in a while she had to turn over to look and see where she was going because she was doing backstroke. Oh man. Uh, and she did finish ahead of me. So her backstroke was faster than, Damn. Uh... <laughs> Hey, good for her. I hope you chat. Are you Facebook friends with her now? Uh, I am not. I. Well, we're gonna find her and tag her in this. Well, here's why we might not do that. Uh, <laughs> do you know how old she was? Could you guess? Um, I'm gonna say she was either 69 or 16. 13 years old. Holy crap! Okay, so well, she's not allowed on Facebook yet. <laughs> wow, good for her. So she's gonna be like a future Olympian. Yeah, she was jamming, and I didn't obviously I didn't know, but I looked at the results. I'm like, yeah, that was the one doing backstroke next to me and kicking my butt. And yeah, she's 13 years old. <laughs> good for her she, did she do backstroke because she knew she would like win it if she did freestyle or something i think she was just mocking me she's just like this old <laughs> this old guy I'm gonna, I'm gonna show him how this is done <laughs> well good for her i'm glad she did she may have just been a bad lunch and all that and honestly like i look at the results of the cap 2k and everybody online everybody can look online um the top 20 at least 16 of them are all high school students. They're, everyone's between, like, 13 and 18 um, because that's when you get your all your swimming in. Those are, that's when you're fastest swimmers. Well, I missed that window. My fastest swimming was when I was 29, <laughs> yeah, and now I get slower and slower every year. <laughs> Me too, which is why uh, I got 59th. I think last time I swam it, I got, like, 52nd, so... Um, pretty close. Next year, I want you to get 69th. I want that to be your goal. I'll take my time. I'll just take my time. That'll be great. Um, but I have some bad news. Uh oh, what? Uh, Chewbacca died today. Wait, what? Che- che- was it 
Is this one of your pets, or is this the actor that played Chewbacca? This is the actor that played Chewbacca on Star Wars. Oh, oh that's sad. It is better news than one of your pets dying. I don't no. know. You have so many. I don't know. You might have one named Chewbacca. No, nope. anyway. they're, they're all fine. I do have a pet story, though. Oh, let's hear them. We love your pet stories. To How many pets do you have in the house currently, Fonz? Pets. We're never going to have more than six. That'll actually go down over time. But uh, we six have is a very big number for pets. Let we, me just interrupt. We have one. <laughs> uh, we have one foster who's uh, pr uh, princess. Princess is in the uh, coach house, so um, she. Okay, will be so you're no you're no longer calling Bean your foster. That's good because no. it only took like two years. No, the bean man, the bean man is ours, unfortunately. No, I love the bean. I love him. Uh, but anyhow, that's not the pet story. Here's a pet story. The last time I peed just before this podcast, I actually crossed the streams with Inigo Montoya. Really? Yes. So, okay. you know what crossing the streams is? So, And let's remind the listeners who Inigo Montoya is. That's our cat. That's our... Uh, outdoor, outdoor cat. That's our indoor-outdoor cat who... Uh, He's in charge of the whole operation here. So, um, but uh, yeah, we crossed the streams. Wait, are you talking about like pee streams? Pee streams. We actually crossed the pee cat, streams. Because your your cat pees in the toilet, so he, I don't know. He, yes, it's exactly what happened. So I sort of. Ew. I, oh. I, I line up. I line up, getting all ready to go because I got a podcast and we got to empty the tank. So I line up to pee, start peeing, and you know when you start, it's, you're not stopping, right? Well. Oh my. You and your cat shared a toilet at the same time. You should be ashamed of yourself. He's start. He. I was just up there peeing. He jumped up. Uh, Wait, this isn't what you tell people. Gross. Well, it was kind of a bonding moment for me and our Nigo. Oh my god. Okay, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how that's how we roll here I'm in like, the uh, Fonz. Like you crossed the street. I'm like you crossed like the Greenbelt stream. Nope. I'm like I don't know what he's talking about. What's the big deal? Nope. Uh, we, we shared a toilet at the same time today. He uh, he just jumped. I was going, and he just jumped up on the on the toilet and started peeing right into the same toilet, and I can't stop. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, my turn for banter, right? Why are you so affected by this? It's, it's a normal... Gross. I can't even imagine crossing streams with any other, like, a person. Well, that's because you're not a guy. Guys do this all the time for fun, but... Uh... Well, that's interesting because we'll have we'll be interviewing a guy later, so we're gonna answer. <laughs> he may leave the studio after hearing that little. I, I have a husband that we can ask too, so <laughs> you might be outnumbered here. Fair enough. All right. So, what have you been up to? I'm sorry, that is gross. I'm I I I'm affected by that. Okay. Anyways, I just got married. Let's talk about happy things, Fonz. Yeah, happy things like crossing the stream with your cat. It's a bonding moment. I just got married. Also a bonding moment. That was a bonding moment. Now, when you say bonding moment, I can relate to that okay. as a bonding moment. Even though somebody messed up our ring giving, it was still a bonding moment. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You, you are now married and a wonderful post-wedding uh, dinner at uh, Babariba. I enjoyed that Yeah. Well, that food was so good at Babariba. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful. Great, great idea. And the party bus? Oh, yeah, we had the party bus. We did the Baba Reba dinner. And then after that, I know you guys left, um, but we just went to, like, a random bar afterwards. Okay, right around yeah, there. It wasn't, like, like, you know, like a normal wedding at, like, a, a hall. It's, like, just you and your wedding guests. Well, we went to, like, a bar that other people were out at on a Saturday night. Perfect. And everybody was like, oh, my God, you just got married. Let me buy 
and I like already have one in my hand and I'm not getting another one after that because oh, yeah. I know limits because I'm an adult. Yep. And free drinks just started appearing. It was like, boom, free drink, boom, free drink. And Johnny was half in the bag at this point. Oh, he yeah. was all, let's face it, he was all the way in the bag. He was suffocating in the bag at this point. <laughs> Which yeah, is rare. I he's was like, no more free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and G's, G's the responsible one, you know. He's the one who's a little, uh, always, you know, keeping a little more even keel. No, he really wasn't, so. <laughs> not, not that night, okay. Well, we joked, we're like, yeah, he had a much better time on our wedding night, and I'm having a much better time now that it's the day after. Yeah, he was for sure. hungover all day. But, I'm, I mean, there's no hard feelings about that. He never he never gets drunk, so he's allowed to. Oh, for sure. He's allowed sure. to, to be irresponsible every once in a while. For sure. Well, that was awesome wedding. I'm glad uh, everything went pretty smoothly, and, uh. It was a great meal, and I'm sure everybody had fun. I'm happy I went to bed early. Um, felt good the next day. I don't know. It was Easter Sunday the next day. It was Easter Sunday. So, But you really did go to a Cubs game the day before you officiated my wedding. I did. Friday, I sat out there, and I went by myself. But, you know, in the bleachers at Wrigley, you're never by yourself. That's true. You always make friends. Yep. So. Yep. What else? Um, I mean, honestly, I've had a whirlwind of a month, so I found out that I will be getting a new job soon, which is really going to put a damper on my training schedule. I'm like just starting to like train again, but whatever work adulting <laughs> and, um, I will be graduating. I know I talked on the podcast when I, um, defended my dissertation, but I will be officially graduating next week, Yay. which is exciting. I get like the hood. Oh. Um, so good, bitches, and I get to walk down the stage, so it'll be fun. Do you get special colors on your uh, gown? I guess so, huh? Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. We had to buy, like, certain colors for our college, but they're all UIC colors, so red, white, and blue. Okay. All right, cool. It's, it's just we had to. We didn't get really a choice. But I, I get the hood, which is the exciting part. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, very cool. Man, this has been a busy month for you. I know. I mean, the one thing I haven't been doing a lot of is training or racing, but I'm still recovering from my mystery illness, and my planters is still being plantersy, but I'm yeah. slowly getting there. Yeah. Getting there. Well, that's uh, that's good to hear, and I see your distances are slowly going up. I know. My goal for the month of April was to do an hour average, an hour of cardio a day, okay. and I just missed it. But I did have to take some unforeseen days off. So I counted as a win. I was less than an hour off of my goal. Okay. So I am positive I will make it in May. Okay, awesome. So I'm excited. But if I keep hanging around our guest for today's podcast, yep. I will probably get to my May goal in about four days. Oh, wow. Okay. How's that? Um. So our guest today is named Jason Ward, Jason. and he is... One of the most prolific cyclists that I know of. But let me first tell a story before I um, get into it. So I want to talk about the first time I met our podcast guest, the first time I met Jason. Okay. So I met Jason. I, like, knew him because he was part of the same Facebook page as me, a cycling Facebook page. He's going to talk about his cycling group. But I'm at the Homewood Flossmore Indoor Triathlon. This was two years ago. I remember. We talked about it on this FitCast. Yeah. And I am just walking around. I was one of the, like, later waves. So the earlier waves, I was um, 
Oh no, this was the day before me. So this was the day before I even raced. And okay. I'm just like chilling, watching people, like getting to know people because I was still kind of new to Homewood at the time. And I'm watching the people on the treadmill and there's this like big guy like all out sprinting on the treadmill and he's like boom 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 <laughs> like sub eight minute miles on the treadmill and he's a big guy you've lost weight since then Jason um and I'm just like who is this guy like just crushing it on the treadmill like this yep. is insane so I like watched him and when he got off he still looked okay like he was panting but he didn't look like he was gonna die I'm like this guy is gonna like kill it and then he just blew everybody out of the water on the bike. Oh. So after he was done on the treadmill, I looked up his results. And he, like, I don't even remember what he did, but it was impressive as hell. Um, so that's where I met him. All right. And then I got to know him through biking with our local bike group. Um, this guy is, like, if there's a day that he's not out, there's either a thunderstorm or a snowstorm or he's, like, in the hospital or something because he's, like, <laughs> out there all the time. And he's always talking about it on social media, too. So. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's my introduction to Jason. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, welcome to the FitCast. Glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So um, you are part of a really cool cycling club, which is Major Taylor Cycling Club Chicago. MTCCC. MTCCC. Um, how did you get into cycling? How did I get into cycling? Um... Back in 2013, starts with a little bit of family drama and a little bit of history. Oh, we like family drama. So back in 2013. Keeps our listeners on their toes. Um, so there were some health issues with my mother and father. Yikes. And, and, uh, and those health issues, which I'd rather not talk about, we ended up losing my father at some point, and my mom made it through. So she, her cancer was in, is in remission now. Thanks. That's great. But it got me really, really thinking about my own health. At the time, I weighed over 300 pounds. I was like 312-ish pounds and uh, not feeling great about things. You know, climbing a set of stairs, I'd get kind of winded, and it, and it just wasn't awesome. And so I started to – I actually made a list, a very methodical list of things that I can do to try to lose weight and exercise. But I went through my list and kind of failed for a few months and kind of looked at a few things around. Got, a, got the membership to the local health club, to HF, and of course didn't go. But I, but I gave them my money because that's what you do with a health club membership. Apparently. Right. <laughs> and so I um, and so my local bike shop, I went there and started talking to them and trying to figure out what to do about a bike. Well, long story short, I ended up getting a hold of this guy named Sean Conley. He actually worked at Goodspeed, which is my local bike shop, and got to talking with him more. And he invited me out, and so did Goodspeed. I started riding their rides. I bought a bike from Goodspeed. Another long story is I the way that I got my first bike was. It was actually casino winnings from when my wife went out and gambled. So I had a hundred bucks. <laughs> this, there's a bunch of little Wait, but it was here. your wife's winnings? No, no, it was my winnings. Oh, okay. We I was going to say she started all this? So I took a hundred bucks for the night and I turned it into like 1,400 bucks. Wow. And I said, if it was meant, I told her at the beginning when I, you know, because I got my little hundred bucks. I was like, I'm just going to have some fun and just do my little thing. And I said, but if I win, if I get enough money to buy this bike that I want that I'm looking at, it was a hybrid bike. That's what I wanted. And I said, if I if I get enough money to win this bike, you know, to buy this bike, I'm going to do it. And she said, well, okay, but have fun anyway. And so I don't <laughs> Have fun anyway. And she I'm was like, like, you're going to lose your 100 bucks, and that's fine, because it's just 100 bucks, and we'll live. 
<laughs> so as I'm playing, I'm playing five, ten dollars at a time, being very conservative. Yep. And all of a sudden, I start winning, winning, winning. Well, I start getting all the green chips, the twenty-five dollar chips. Oh, those are good so I'm just shoving them all in my pockets. And then I had to go use the bathroom, and I'm like, it's a good time for a break. Like, I see my wife. We count them all up. It was like fourteen hundred bucks. Oh, it was good. a lot of money. Oh my god. And so god. it was more than what I needed. So I went and bought my bike the next day. So wait. So after the bathroom break, you decided to uh, let cooler heads prevail and uh, pocket the chips. So, yeah, so I figured, you know, the way gambling works, I was at my high. Let's not keep pressing it. I'm going to take my winnings and, and leave. So, so nice. not only are you a good gambler, you're also a smart gambler. No, so, I got, I think I got that's lucky. Where, I got well, super you got lucky, lucky. I got out of there. You got lucky, but yeah, you knew when to get out of there. So, I think yeah. that's another thing. I think a lot of people can, can win and then not leave. So, you, you earned that bike, really. I did. And I put 700 miles on that bike and through riding with a couple other people, I found out that I actually needed a road bike. And so then I bought... Hybrid bike is not going to be your fastest yeah. uh, fastest. I had thing. trouble, a lot of troubles. Back and to so, the casino, back to the casino. Well, this, yeah, that, there's, there's another <laughs> Two, story. $200 gamble. <laughs> yeah, so then I bought a Trek Madone, a 2013 Madone. And then uh, I've got over 12,000 miles on that bike, and I still have it now. Is that the one that you go use at all the rides? That's the one I use in crit racing. Okay. So that's the well, one I use. We'll, that's the we'll best get there. We'll so. get there to crit racing. Man, this so guy's... that's how you got started. Honestly, yeah. you got started from gambling. So kids, if you're listening, no, I'm just kidding. Madeline, yeah. Madeline, <laughs> Madeline Atkinson, 13-year-old backstroker. <laughs> Madeline Atkinson, have we got a deal for you? <laughs> okay. Well, overall, I probably would be down less money had I kept gambling. Okay, so you're, you found Because of all the money I've invested in. in yeah, in yeah that's true. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, all, that that's all true. We both know that all too well. That <laughs> you can dump as much money as you have into And there's the N plus one phenomena. N is the number of bikes you have. N plus one is the number of bikes you need. Um, yeah. So we. And, and, and minus 1,400 is the number of dollars you have to spend. Yes, Correct. exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, okay, so that's how you got involved in cycling. When did Major Taylor kind of, where, where does Major Taylor come into all this? Or when did you discover them? Or did they discover you? They're like, oh, we just need this Jason guy. Well, it certainly didn't happen that way. <laughs> <laughs> so sometime after I got my road bike, my Madone, I uh, started riding again with Sean Connolly. He happened to be, I later found out he was the president of the club at the time. Sean Connery? Uh, Sean Conley. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was Sean Conley. Yeah. Um, Come to our Franklin Club creation. <laughs> was that good? Was that good? That was, that was better than I would have attempted, I'm sure. That was wonderful. <laughs> Anyhow, Sean Conley, Irish guy. So, so I'm riding with Sean Connery. I'm guessing. And, yeah, uh, we're in the rainforest, and uh, you know, he's trying to look for the cure. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Perfect. Man. That's exactly how it happened. Anyways. Um... So how did I get involved with Major Taylor? Um, basically, Major Taylor's Cycling Club in Chicago. Riding with Sean, eventually find out he's the president. And we just were riding more. And eventually, um, they asked me, I'm, they eventually asked me to kind of, you know, um, sit in on some board meetings with them and, and in some of their uh, committee meetings. And eventually, someone resigned from the board as secretary, and they asked me to actually step in. And this was just a couple years later. I think it was in 2015. Okay. And so then I was part of the board that year, and then I got reelected the next year as secretary also. So that's awesome. that's my board positions and, you know, how I kind of got started that way. 
but it's just honestly just finding people to ride with and just that local bike club. When I first started with them, they only had rides maybe once a week, maybe on a Saturday. But now these days, there's the club has multiple rides in a day. There's an entire Monday through Friday riding schedule in the morning, and then there's evening rides plus Saturday and Sunday rides, multiple oh, yeah. rides. I get those emails. It's literally there's an average there's, of two a day, and then on the weekends there's like five, like depending on where you live and depending on what speed you are. Yep. And the season hasn't really even started. Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of, you know, yeah. fair weather riders who don't ride until it's at 60 degrees outside. Mm, yeah, what about them? You got something bad to say? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out there and put the work in. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, it's true. It, uh, but I like that they do have, you know, different options. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, they ride pretty much all year round. It's pretty cool. Do you get, wait, uh, wait, can I, uh, can I jump in here? Uh, Jason, so you do these, right? Like, do you do like, does the group do like 100 mile rides or is it like 40, 50, a few hours on a weekend? How does it work? So I would say that the, uh, the, the rides that are during the week are typically between 20 and 30 miles. Okay. And so you can accomplish those anywhere between like an hour Couple to an hours. hour and 45 minutes or so. And so you can do those in the morning before you go to work or, you know, after work. And then on the weekends, typically it's, you know, 25 to 50 or 60 miles. Okay. And so you're get, just getting in longer rides. Most people have more time on the weekends yeah. and they want those rides. So, you know, 15, 16 miles an hour average over 25 to 64 miles to a metric. But they do have longer. Oh yeah. We'll, like ride from, events. well, we'll ride from here to Michigan city yeah. and that's, that's a hundred miles. Yeah. yeah so you may stop there for lunch. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, this group, then after you, like, you sit down, you have coffee or whatever at the end of the ride. Yes. Or... yes. Yeah. And, then when, and then when does the van come and pick me up? <laughs> it's Uber now, so. It's, oh, so, oh, that's an expensive <laughs> Uber. An expensive... I, I'm just going to ride back. <laughs> so, so don't stop back. You can hop on the train. So I'm just going to ride back. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so Major Taylor Cycling Club is named after... Marshall Sesame Major. Street? No. Ah, Marshall Major, Major, Taylor. Marshall Major Taylor. Oh, Marshall that's Taylor. news to me. Okay, so tell me about Major Taylor. Um, Major Taylor, I mean, I can go into the whole Wikipedia entry of exactly, you know, years he was born, died, and all the other details. No, we don't care. But for the most part... We, I just we like the guy, but yes. we don't care when he was born. Well, he has a very um, um, interesting story. And so in the late 1800s, basically... Oh, you were surprised by late 1800s. Yeah, I thought this was something like Major Taylor's, like, a 34-year-old guy. But no, all right, he was born in the 1800s. He probably was then in yeah. the late 1800s. Yeah, all right. Anyhow. You were, like, you were like a baby then, so what are you so surprised wow, about? Wow, I'm getting hit there with my age, but that's okay. I went to bed at 9 o'clock after your wedding. I deserve that. <laughs> I think you stayed up a little later than that. Probably a no. little later. Anyhow, uh, who was Major Taylor? Should we go back to our guest? Yes. <laughs> And so in the late 1800s, early 1900s, he actually became the first African-American world champion. Cycling world champion. Cycling. World champion. Wow. But he did it through cycling, but he was the first he was the, world wait, champion. Wait, he was the first world champion in anything? Yes. Holy shit. First black world champion. He was champion. the first black world champion in anything, and it was in cycling. It was in cycling, which at that time, cycling was bigger than, cycling was the premier sport. It was before, it was bigger than, on a worldwide basis, it was bigger than, you know, football, uh, baseball. Um, so where golf. where was this Major Taylor? Was this in the United States or Europe? This was definitely in the United States, but he raced all over the world. So okay. he raced in Europe also. But um, he uh, a lot of it was in Indianapolis, Indiana, yep. and over in Massachusetts. So right. it was here in the U.S. for the most part. Cool. 
That is so cool. So he was the first world champion in anything. And it was in a pretty white dominated sport. Cycling. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so that's impressive. So that's why the the reason why, you know, the reason why this club is named after Marshall Major Taylor is because of the inspiration and the perseverance. I mean, the things that he had to go to through at that time. I mean, Marshall Taylor's grandfather was actually a slave. His father fought wow. for the Union in the Civil War. So it kind of put things in context. This this guy who shows up on a bicycle was not welcome. He got no. death threats. <laughs> of course. He was beat up after rides, after races. He There were a couple instances where he was actually choked out by other racers, and they were either fined or, you know, uh, banned from the sport for a while. But um, through perseverance and through dedication and hard work, I mean, this this he's been very inspirational. And so in the club, um, we always have a saying, and it's, you know, we want to make the major proud. Everything that we do, we want to make the major proud. So whether it's through cycling advocacy um, or through just riding our bikes, which is a form of, which I guess we'll talk about later too, but it's a form of just letting people know that it's possible that you can actually do this, to letting other youths and other individuals know that this is a possibility. So. Wow, very inspirational. That is incredible. I can't believe I've never heard this story before. I'm, I'm a wiser person for having heard it now, and so are our listeners. Yeah, I honestly, I had no idea who Major Taylor was. I just saw, okay, Major Taylor Cycling Group. And okay, I'm I'm gonna live down in the south suburbs now. I'm gonna join this Facebook page, and I noticed that a lot of the people in this group were black, which for the cycling community is very rare. Yeah. And I started to think, I'm like, is this like only for black people? Of course it's not. But I'm like, am I really gonna be welcome here? Let me just tell you, as soon as I joined Major Taylor, I got five emails and Facebook messages from different people asking me where I lived, asking me what pace I ride, asking me what kind of bike I ride. I'm like, would you people leave me alone? No. (laughs) But I felt so welcome in that group. Um, It was ridiculous. But I, uh, it's actually probably, it it is the most welcome cycling group I've ever been a part of. Welcoming. Awesome. Wow, I love it. So Major Taylor, like, actually doing some research and looking at who he was, I'm like, yeah, he was a pretty badass guy because everybody I know from this group is really cool. Wow, very cool. Look at this, all this learning going on. This is wonderful. I know. This is... Was he, so it was Major Taylor, he was a Chicago guy or no? He lived in Chicago for a bit okay. and then moved to Indianapolis. He moved around a, a lot. Okay, wow. He just packed everything up on his bike and... <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But he, um, uh, his grave is actually over here in Glenwood. Okay, okay. In um, it's just a few miles away from here, so his body is actually here. Wow! So that's wow. one thing. And then um, we actually have the Major Taylor uh, Trail, which is the only trail in the United States at this time that's actually named after him. And so Where that's here it? in the South Side of Chicago, also. It's on the South Side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so Kelsey, I'm gonna bring uh, or I'm gonna rent a hybrid, and when I visit you next time, we are 100% gonna bike the Major Taylor Trail. Oh, just. Use one of our bikes. That's fair. You probably have, we have like eight. We, Johnny and I each have four and a half bikes apiece. Because <laughs> the tandem counts as half for each of us. Fair enough. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I have to bike this trail. No, just even if yeah, it's just an I, hour. I think it's a trail the trail has two murals on it too. One was just completed last year. That's so, cool. so there's uh, there's a bridge that actually uh, is over the uh, the Cal Sag, I believe, no, and it's I forget how many feet it is. It's it's uh, probably 200 feet long, maybe. 
maybe 150, 200 feet long. Yeah, pretty cool. And there was a grant that was put out there, and there's an entire mural, and it's gorgeous. This is blowing my mind. I need to come up there. I'm disappointed in myself for not having biked it when I was up there earlier. But uh, I'll be coming up hopefully, definitely this summer at some point. And okay. uh, I'll, I'll shoot down there and uh, hop on a... Is, it, is the trail, is it like hard concrete or crushed gravel or mixed? It's all, it's all very nicely paved, um, uh, just just okay. paved trail. So. Paved, okay. So, uh, yeah, I could uh, definitely uh, enjoy you and, that. You and Johnny can ride the tandem. Oh, but he's your tandem partner for life, I'm told, from the uh, speech Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you, you, you married him. I did marry him to you. <laughs> you wow how about that so, sorry listeners you're going to be hearing a lot of uh, we're both very excited about K and K Salk and G getting married this last uh, last week um, oh so there is one thing I want to add about the Major Taylor thing this isn't just a Chicago group there's other Major Taylor cycling clubs right there are there's uh, one in Detroit there's one in Milwaukee there's one in uh, Dayton there's I know there's there, one in Atlanta yeah there's there are um, and there, there are more being added actually last year That's a couple so of new cool. ones actually popped up and so we're it, the, the whole major Taylor uh, I don't know if it, it's not a franchise but the whole major Taylor um, you know of each city yeah is like seriously growing and are they all like part of the same like mother? Well, they're Another all, tribe, I don't know. They're, so they're, all, they're all part of the Major Taylor Association, and so that's okay. a membership that you pay to belong to. Okay. Them, so. For our listeners, if, if our listeners want to uh, learn about this or check out a little of the history, is there a website for this? Yes, MajorTaylorChicago.com. There you go. All right, we appreciate that. Uh, listeners, go check that out and uh, spread the love. They have their ride schedule on there, and they've got a lot. Um, okay, one last thing I want to talk about in terms of Major Taylor. So... I, I mentioned before, like, cycling is a pretty white-dominated sport. A lot mm -hmm. of sports are white-dominated. But what is it about the black cycling community that you really love? Because it's, like, growing, and it's awesome. So <clears throat> I guess I can I can just start with a story. So growing up, I never really equated – I'm going to try to make this quick. I never really equated, you know, my growing up or what I had available to me with being able to ride a bike like the people on TV. I didn't have that kind of exposure. I grew up in like 137th Indiana, which is like, it's in Chicago, like the very edge though. But um, I never equated that. So I always had a bike growing up and, you know, riding around with your friends and you see your friends' bikes out, you know where they all are. So you can follow them that way. But, um, you you know, I never equated that, you know, seeing people in a pace line, I didn't know what a pace line was at that time, but seeing people ride bikes like that on TV never seemed like something that was accessible to me. And so... It wasn't that long ago, it was finally in like 2013 that I, I finally figured out that, hey, this is a thing that I might be able to do. And it wasn't until I saw, again, Sean Connolly and the Major Taylor folks here in Chicago riding together that I actually I'll put it all together and was like, hey, I could actually do that too. That's a thing that I would like to do. Let's go do that with them. Now, fast forward, like just a year after that, we were at a picnic. We have an annual picnic. Usually it's in August. And usually there's a ride before, after, during. And there was maybe 30 of us out. Now, we all have matching kits for the most part. Oh, yeah. Can't and miss all, the red kits. <laughs> we're all riding, and we're all heading out. Now, quite literally, we only got maybe two miles away from the picnic site. We're on a, on a stretch of road, and so very accessible. People can see us. We have people honking at us. We have people pulling over and taking pictures. And they're like, what 
is this? What are you people doing? What This doesn't make sense. Right. And it, they're just trying to figure out what is going on because no one's ever seen that many black folks on bikes. Oh, and we're all kitted up together. We're all on, you know, we're all middle class, mostly professional individuals. And we're all riding bikes together. And we're all on decently outfitted bikes. And uh, it's not something you typically see. So when we're out and we're riding together, and there's a big group of us, it kind of causes a stir, but that's part of the beauty of it is that yeah. that stir is going to, you know, some kid sitting in the backseat of a car will see that and say, well, that could be for me. I you can know, be a cyclist. I can be a cyclist. I, was, I wasn't exposed to this until now. Yes. And take their bike and learn how to do tricks on it, get picked up by a bike shop and go do little odd jobs there. That's how Major Taylor got started in racing. Really? That's exactly how it happened. So he was just so good at it that he caught his, people's attention. Basically, his family, um, he was with sort of a foster family in Chicago. They kind of you know, gave him some opportunities that he couldn't normally get to. And as a parting gift, they gave him a bike. Well, he learned how to do tricks on that bike. A local bike shop picked him up and, and basically put him in a race, his promotion, told him to just last like a mile in this 10-mile race. Well, he, he not only lasted, he won. Nice. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, that guy who comes out and he just crushes it. It's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just here to just complete and figure it out. And then he ends up winning the thing. But yeah. I think also, you know, as the first, one of the first black cyclists, you had to be good to yeah. show up. Well, he, so yeah. he, he wasn't going to embarrass himself for sure. And he was going to kick some ass. Mm -hmm. So that... I mean, that just speaks to to so much, and that's just so cool. And I, I just want to add, Chris Mosier, who was one of our guests on this podcast, he oh, was we'll the him. first trans athlete. Yeah, we'll tag him. He's the first trans athlete on Team USA, mm -hmm. and one of the big things that he talks about is he's like, you need to be the person that you needed when you were younger. Oh. If you were young yeah. and <clears throat> you didn't have any role models for the thing that you wanted to do, when you grow up, you need to show up. And you need to show up for those young people. So I feel like Major Taylor is doing a really good job of that, like just being visible. So, yeah, a kid in the back of the car is going to be like, what? I can do that? Awesome. I want to do that. Um, so that's just really cool. Wow. I got the chills. All of this wonderful positivity and life lesson stuff, I got the chills. Also, the air conditioner is a little too cold. But yeah. Okay, Mr. Austin. <laughs> Mr. Wow, this is, but ser but seriously, this is incredible, incredible uh, things are going over here. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Um, kind of want to switch gears, but do you have anything that you want to add about Major Taylor? So the cycling club is is open to everyone. Uh, it's absolutely to all you know, um, uh, ages, obviously races, uh, speeds, abilities. Um, we just, we're just a club who loves to ride. We do a bit of advocacy. We work with uh, Blackstone Bike Works, which is also in Chicago. Um, they're part of experimental station and we volunteer and we donate our time to, to help the kids there and to help them cool. uh, move along and just be inspirational to them, ride with them. Um, but, you know, check out our website, majortaylorchicago.com. Uh, look for us on Facebook under the same name also. If you're ever in Chicago and you want to ride, uh, let us know. I'm sure we could put a ride together pretty easily and go get some miles in. Yeah. Oh, they're everywhere. It's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, there is a there is a Twitter handle, Major Taylor ATX. Look at this. Oh, there you go. Gotta get involved. All right. Better awesome. join funds. I could uh, I could check that out. Although their last tweet was Merry Christmas tweet, and it's May. <laughs> I think they need a social. They were too, they were too busy cycling. Now it's too hot. <laughs> they, they need a social media person here, but uh, 
So you talk to us about how you got into cycling, which is such a cool story. I love that story. Um, you race a lot. Is this your first year racing, or have you raced before? No. Um, I think back in 2000, maybe 13, I did, like, the Naperville Triathlon. I did the... Ah, triathlete. We like them, don't we, Fon? I did, I did yes, the Chicago sure. Triathlon. Um, I, did a, I did the HF Tri. I did a host of just odd triathlons. And then I started getting into more gravel racing and some crits. Okay. Um, Skyway Crits, Lincoln Park Crit, Monsters of the Midway. These are all local Chicago races. Bear Group Bay is up in Hastings, Michigan. Um, and I've raced anywhere between the 22, 36, and the 64 miles. And these are all cycling races that these you're are, talking Those about are now. cycling okay. races. And um, I've kind of gotten into a little bit of everything, I guess. That's really cool. So a crit race, that's where you, like, do laps, right? Right. So, so. think of it as, like, think of it as NASCAR, but maybe with a couple of extra little <laughs> turns. But you're making... It's you usually, just call him Dale Earnhardt over here. Uh. But you're, but it's, a, like, a one-mile-ish mile, one mile -ish loop. And you have a set time to do as many loops as you can and to be the first to finish. So it's a group start. Bell rings. You all go out. You do your loops. They ring for the last bell, and everyone goes insane and sprints for the end. Oh, my God. And so it's just constant loops. You're constantly making – you could be making just left turns the entire time. Like NASCAR. <laughs> like there NASCAR. you go. So it is. It's exactly like NASCAR, yes. but on a bike. Wait, do they, do, they do, the, do they do the thing where they're, like, sort of jockeying for uh, position with the drafting and the – Absolutely. Oh, so, okay. So it doesn't matter if, like, the whole group finishes three loops or 30. It's whoever crosses the line, and it doesn't. Exactly. And it's it can be dangerous. A lot of people stay yeah. away from it because a crash. I think some of my average speeds were in the mid-20s. And so some of those, you know, max Ooh. speed was, like, 31, 32 miles an hour. And yeah. it's, it's all pretty flat. If you crash or if you get into someone else's wheel or if you rub elbows too much or a hip or something gets thrown – you know, it's uh, it could not end so great for you and your bike. So and you every, and everybody behind you. I love how you add the bike into there. Well, <laughs> you know, anytime I've gone down, my first thing is to figure out, you know, am I am I bleeding and where's my bike? Is <laughs> I hear you on that one. Well, you had a crash not too long ago, right? I went down. Um, I went down about three and a half weeks ago. I went over my handlebars, and it was all my fault. Just a. Um, uh, my front tire got stuck in a bit of mud. It was like six inches of thick, soupy mud, which I thought was dried out. It obviously wasn't. Really? Front tire sunk in. I went straight over handlebars and landed in grass, still clipped into my bike, too. Ooh, and, oh, so the bike, like, went over you. It, it went oh, over God. Me. It was very comical. You know, I wish that was the point I had my GoPros running, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I ended up with a separated shoulder. Ooh. And so that Barry Roubaix race I did just, like, three weeks ago, I did still kind of freshly... Uh, with the bro with the bruised shoulder, and that's why I ended up not doing the entire distance for the race. And there, people need to understand, like when you're cycling, you do need your upper body, yeah, like to position yourself and support yourself, and when you're sprinting too. If you're climbing out of the saddle, yep. you're pulling oh, yeah. up on the handlebars, and that's what really got to my shoulder, and made it throb. So yeah, so people people that, that aren't cyclists might not understand, like an upper body injury is still going to affect mm -hmm. your cycling. Absolutely. Gee, so um, you had to drop out. Um, I ended up doing the 22-mile course. I cut off instead of doing the 36. Okay. It's just after 10 miles of, you know, the constant vibration, potholes, and climbing, it just it didn't work. Yeah. I couldn't finish. But that was like my fifth year in a row doing it. Oh, so you've done doing it for five years? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that. And that's a gravel race, so that's tough. It's not like you're on, like, nice, freshly paved it's all ground. The There's part. a lot of strategy in that Yeah, they race. kill it. They call it the killer gravel road race. Hmm, well... 
You didn't die. No, I didn't. Die. <laughs> I told them Hunger Games is after the podcast today. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, so wow, you so you've already had a busy year. You've done how many crits? You did the Barry Roubaix. Yep, I've done. I did one try, two crits, and the Barry Roubaix. A gravel road race. And those are all. Those are those are three different bikes. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are those are all different bikes. Yeah. Okay. How many bikes do you have? I have six and a half bikes. Six and a half. Do you have a tandem? I do not have a tandem. Oh, what's the half bike? The half bike is a is a is a frame and a set of wheels over a good speed big wheel. <laughs> oh, what are you getting? So I had, I had the frame and the wheels. It's a set of Mavic wheels, uh, all road wheels. They're new. Nice. It's a uh, a, um, a, um, a niner RLT nine RDO. It's a carbon frame. And so it's like a race gravel bike. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of dragged my feet on building this thing, and I was going to build it with um, uh, SRAM Force, and I was going to do SRAM Red. Okay. And then I was going to do Eagle, try to, you know, put some Eagle together to do it, but that's not possible. Then SRAM came out with all the 12-speed stuff, and it came out with all the 12-speed Red stuff and the 12-speed mountain bike stuff, and that was awesome. But none of it's, like, available for me. I can't get it. But then they came out a few weeks ago with, the SRAM Force uh, Access yes. uh, ETAP. And so that's now ordered. I just so I'm doing saw that a one being by... advertised. Yep. So, wow, you're like one of the first people to get it. Yeah, so I've got a 1x12 system that's going to go on that. So the front chain ring, I think, is a 40. The rear is 10 to uh, 42 or 33. All right, you got a lot of uh, options then on that bike. Yes. So it's, it's a very cool bike. I'm looking forward to getting it. All right, so that's your half bike. So you will have seven. I will have seven. Wow. And you started out with your one. Well, you had to have started out with a bike before you got your gambling bike. Well, I had I had a mountain bike that I had okay. had for, I don't know, uh, for 20 years that I never really rode. Oh, my God. And so that got donated actually to Blackstone. I took it to them, gave it to them. Cool. And they, they, you know, it was in great shape already. They just either sold it or they donated it to someone else who needed a bike. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you will have seven bikes. Mm-hmm. Bikes. Do you, do you name them? I do name my bikes. Oh, this is. Got to hear this, Bonds. Do you name your bikes? Oh, no. I do. You name you my name bikes? bikes? Yeah. Well, so okay, all my bikes have names. So I've got my Cannondale, who's named Dale. Oh, the short for Cannondale. I've got my Cannondale. P2, who's Super named Paula. What? What's the P2 named? Paula. Paula. She's a girl. She was giving me some major. Feminine vibes. So. Is it is it Paula Poundstone? We gotta tag her in here too. No, um, honestly, I just I actually thought about I'll have to tag her in here, Paula Acuna. Okay. I was like, you know, they like they're very like sleek and long. Like Paula's a tall person. I'm like, I, I kind of get those vibes. But it had to be a P name. Got it. And then I've got Big Ronda, who's the tandem. Yep. All right. Very cool. Big Ronda. Which was actually mentioned in one of our wedding speeches. Our friend Francesco said, "Oh, if anyone knows Kristen and Johnny, they uh, know that their <laughs> big Ronda. bike, their tandem bike, is named Big Ronda." I'm like, first of all, my name is K-Self, not Kristen. <laughs> That's right. We don't want to let the whole community do the research. And uh, uh, Jason, what are the bikes? Your names? What are the names of your bikes? Uh, well, my Madone's name is Diamond. Diamond. Oh, nice, sexy. I have an all-black frame bike that I keep, uh, Ulterior Components. It's it's my permanent trainer bike, so it's on my Wahoo Kicker, and that's okay. that's what I use for Zwift, for Zwift and everything. That one is um, that one is named Ebony. Ebony, oh, black, got it. Ebony for the black bike, I got it. 
And then um, I have a commuter gravel bike. I use it for commuting back and forth to work. It has a DI2 alternator on it, and it is... Um, okay, you've got, like, top-level components on all of your bikes. Uh, not top-level. None of them have durace. Okay, well, Altegra is, like, pretty expensive. <laughs> This was all bit and piece together. It wasn't. It wasn't originally that way. I think that one was upgraded last year, but it's gray and it has uh, orange accents on it. So its name is Candy with an I. Oh, with an Candy. I. Okay. I. With an I. Not with and two E's. Not with two E's. Is that is that a uh, is, is it a female or do, are your bikes male or female? Because Candy with an I seems kind of feminine to me. In trouble here. All my bikes. I, I tend to think of all my bikes if they if I was to actually give them a gender. They'd all be female for whatever reason. You know what? I'm, I'm the serious. Is. They do. They give you certain vibes. It's just what. That's just, just what do. happens. I agree. Is there right? some sort of like riding metaphor we got to go on here, or, or should we just uh, exit that? Oh, that just go work on work on hitting streams with your cat, dude. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Candy with an I. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Um, I have a uh, salsa cutthroat, which is a drop bar uh, mountain bike, and I've yet to name it. It's all orange. Oh, okay. ooh, all orange! And, oh, that could be a fun name. Yeah, and so and Johnny I, has a blue and orange salsa. Nice for his mountain bike. Yeah, I like the salsas. Yeah. Um, I have a 2004 Cannondale Major Taylor Edition track bike, which I just finished building. Also. So he has his own line of Canada. Well, you know what? It's Canada, so funny because yeah. all so all of the good speed riders have truck bikes because good speed is a truck, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, distributor or whatever. Yeah. And then I go to my first major Taylor ride and everybody there's got a Cannondale like me. And I'm like, yes, I belong. So <laughs> that's probably why. Well, it's one of the reasons. Cannondale specialized. There's um, a lot of people rib each other about different bike manufacturers, you know, but um, – but it's a major Taylor. There was a Cannondale made a major Taylor specific uh, uh, track frame back in 2004. I finally, after a couple of years of searching on eBay, I found one in my size. And so I bought the frame, sat on it for a little bit in good speed. Again, my local bike shop built it up for me uh, over this last winter. Awesome. And that bike is actually hanging on the wall at work. And I haven't given it a name because it, it is what it is. It is what it it's is. It's my major it's, Taylor it's major Cannondale Taylor. bike. Yes. Yep. And so, wow. So you don't even ride that one. Um, well, it was built over the winter and it's a fixed track bike. Oh, and so okay, yeah. I can't ride it while it's, you know, still the, the weather's still right, yeah. So, you know, it's still cold, rainy, um, snowing, ice, sleet. But yet you've done three races this, four races this year. So. Yeah, but not, not on a fixed track bike, not on a fixed, okay, uh, okay. A fixed gear bike. That would be interesting watching uh, fixed track bikes uh, race. Oh God, it sounds like a disaster actually. <laughs> Oh, and then the last one is um, this name. It's a it's a black with it's a matte black with uh, uh, matte red accents. Uh, Di2 Ultegra um, Trek Boon. It's the first Boon Nine that they came out with back in 2015, I think. And I had to stalk that frame for years. And it's a it's a beautiful frame. I loved it. Um, that one's name is Strawberry. Strawberry. Oh, Strawberry. Nice. Strawberry with, with an eye. Oh, with an eye. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so do you have anything else coming up this year? Any other big races? Any anything? Well, with the shoulder the way it is, I was going to do half Ironman Muncie, but I had to back out because there's no way I could do training for the half Ironman. Especially the with swim. the shoulder like this. Yeah. The swim is a is not a possibility. I can't rotate my arm like I can barely lift my arm above my head. Oh God. And so that's that's not gonna happen at all. Are you gonna switch to a relay? You can switch to a relay. Um no, actually run. the the club 
is actually putting together relay teams. Oh, cool. To actually do Ironman Muncie. Awesome. Um, but probably not. Okay. Um, I, I just, I think the whole racing aspect is going to have to take a backseat for the rest of the year. Nice. I just play the shoulder. Um, a few years ago, I was doing some downhill mountain biking in Colorado in the summer. Again, went over my handlebars. Kind of the same Seeing injury. Seeing a trend here, Jason. Kind of the same injury, <laughs> kind of the same thing. I had to just lay low. All right. It's, yeah, um, you do. Again, when you're racing, you're pulling up on the handlebars, and that pu pushing down isn't bad. Pulling up yeah. is is what causes all the pain. Yep. So, yep. Um, so I'm basically just going to keep it easy for us a year. There's a couple rides, the Michigan Mountain Mayhem that's coming up. Um, there's a couple of the local rides. Uh, we have a signature ride coming up uh, August 10th and August 17th. Um, so you have to keep an eye on our calendar to see what exactly is happening with those. Um but other than that, uh, my target is to put in 6,000 miles this year, and I'm currently on track. All right. That's so, awesome. On track, even with your injury. Good for even you. Even with my injury. So when I start commuting back and forth to work, I'll make up some of those miles. All right. Awesome. Anyhow, Jason, what a story. Cool. Uh, what other, any other questions? I think we're um, I think we're good. I think we're ready to. I I hesitate to call it a game. You know, our games on the the Fitcast are sometimes a little more gamier than others. Like competitive. Um, this is a this game is called this or that. So does everybody know how to play? <laughs> uh, so, so far, nobody knows how to play. All so I know is this or that. You, you either pick this or that. I choose that. Okay, well is I haven't given you choices yet. I haven't given you your choices yet. Oh, so I, I have a list. there's twenty <laughs> pairs of things. Oh my lord, this is gonna take so, a while. Yeah. So it's gonna be let so for instance kind of playing off of Jason's interview, it's going to be Trek or Canada. And you have to answer as fast as you can, and you just pick which one. Oh, so who, who we're all going to get a turn on this, right? So you all just blurt things out. This is like what they teach you not to do in third grade. But all at the same time, this is this is a yeah. this is Sorry, a podcast. This is like it's gonna be very difficult to do the editing if we're all yelling the same stuff at the same time or different stuff. Oh, fine. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> the voice oh, of reason here. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, the voice of the why editor. don't we have Why don't we have our guest go first? Okay, and then we'll go counterclockwise. Jason doesn't want to go first, which makes me really want to pick him to go first. So perfect. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're gonna do Jason, Johnny, Fonz. Okay, so I'll go last. Ladies last. So the game is this or that. This or that. I I choose, I choose that. Okay. I told you I haven't given you the options yet. I thought those so, were the options. And you have to pick one, even if you hate both of them. You have to pick the least bad option. Okay. What if I love both of them? Okay, and you will because the first one is cats or dogs. Jason. Cats. Johnny. Oh, we're all answering the questions. Yes. Dogs. Fun. Uh, first of all, I'm going to object to the question because... No, you can, this is not the game. <laughs> this or that. You pick this or that. Here's the problem. Uh, so the answer is cats, but I object to the I question because by just by, ver just by asking the question, you're setting up a false binary decision where a lot of people cannot... We have three cats and three dogs in our house, and... Uh, you know, they you know can what? get along. I'm not play with you anymore. Okay, okay so it's just going to be the three of us playing that the game. That is the end of the Fitcast, so I'm the editor. So <laughs> go ahead and cut me out, but uh, I will uh, just do my own little game for the next half yeah, hour. And you're you going to do your out. own little game. <laughs> All right, next one. 
Okay, the next one is pancakes or waffles. Jason. Pecan waffle. Oh. Whoa. Pancakes. Waffles. Again, I take offense because anybody who likes Okay, anyway, sweet or salty? Anybody waffles. Anybody who chooses pancakes <laughs> is just wrong. Johnny. <laughs> what about anyone that doesn't specify what kind of waffles they like? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Have you ever had a pecan waffle? Um, so I have had a pecan waffle. Let me tell a story real quick. I had a pecan waffle one time. I have a pecan and, tree. And there was just the pecans left on the plate because they're like those glazed, you know, they're like really good. And they were like top, like the, the waffle was topped with them. And the waiter came around and asked, are you finished? And I said, no, not yet. And then the waiter took my plate, like what? misunderstanding what I said. And I was just speechless and... I didn't know what to do, and I was too afraid to go up, and so I lost my pecans. Wow. Ouch. I'll never forget that. That's a new waffle. I'll never forget that. You a whole bowl of pecans. I know. You waffled on that decision. It was life-changing. That was a life-changing moment. Pecans go in the waffle, though. Well, they were in the waffle, too. They gotta go in the waffle. They were in and on top of. It was so good. Okay, sweet or salty? Sweet. 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 I go with the Chicago popcorn mix that has both. You can't pick both. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Text or phone call? Text. Text. Phone call? Text. Okay, whatever. I guess I'm the weirdo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, checks out. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. <clears throat> night owl, night Johnny. Owl. Early bird? Yeah, definitely early bird. 445. Yeah, 445. Okay. French or Spanish? Spanish. 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 Espanol. Espanol. Oh, that, that, for for those of us who are don't know Spanish, that means uh, uh, Spanish, Spanish in Spanish. It does. <laughs> True story. <laughs> story checks out, Fon. Story checks out. <laughs> okay, I have a feeling I know how everybody's going to answer this one. Run there or bike there? A bike there. Bike there. Bike there. I will also bike there. Yeah, you would swim there if you could. Yes, I would. In fact, I have. <laughs> that, I wasn't, ha- that wasn't this nor that. I have. I have done the swimming there in the past. Okay. Tea or coffee? Tea. Coffee. Tea. Tea. Gianni. Gianni needs to leave. The Italian. <laughs> the Italian is defending his coffee. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. 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 Vanilla. Whoa. Boring. I'll be, well, vanilla is not plain, believe it or not. Vanilla is vanilla. Okay, whatever. Seems kind of plain. Fries or tots? Tots. 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 It's all about the surface area. So tater tots tend to have a lot more surface area per potato than fries do. I will accept uh, that answer. I would totally beg to differ. No, if they've got the, the little area. nooks and crannies on them. Not so good. much surface area. Sweet uh-huh. potato tots. Oh, Jason wins the podcast. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potato tots. Easy decision. You can get them at Costco. I don't know if you're Costco. Probably also uh-huh. Rocks North Center. If you go up to Rocks, just north of uh, where y'all. Yes. Are. Oh, remember that? We went there for your goodbye party when you left Chicago, fun. We did the day the day we left. Actually, we we went there. We and left then, uh, and we stayed partying. Yes, after we did. Left. <laughs> I know. I had to drive to Austin. Okay. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Sausage. Bacon. 
sausage. Whoa, we are split. Yeah. Okay, Apple or Android? I actually rock both. That's ridiculous. That is an unacceptable answer. You need to pick one. Oh, he literally has two, three. What? How many phones? What kind of job do you have? He sells bikes on the black market, folks. I have two Android and one he's, Apple phone. He's an illegal, illegal bike seller. All right, Android. 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 <laughs> Man, Apple. You guys, anyone who chooses Android is just making horrible decisions. Okay, well, Jason chose Android twice, apparently. I don't want to know what you do on the side, man. We're going to get in trouble for having him on this podcast. <laughs> okay, country or heavy metal? Heavy metal. Metal. Country. I'm going metal. I live in Texas, but i got to go with the metal because uh, country music, it is entertaining. Yeah. I'm the hillbilliest person here. Fair enough. Born in the south suburbs of Chicago. Anyway. Um, Mountains or beach? Mountains. 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 Anybody who says the beach is dumb because sand sucks. It gets up in your butthole. (laughs) What are you doing on the beach? What are you doing? I'm just sitting down. Doing on the beach, Bonds, but it doesn't belong on the fit cast. Crossing streams. Crossing streams on the beach. Sitting down, relaxing, and, uh, you know, with sand in your butthole. Mountains is just beautiful, clean mountain air. Okay, this is inappropriate. Oh, this is definitely going to be marked. Explicit? Explicit? That's fair. After this conversation. Okay, now this one is a controversial one. Let me just warn you. It's not related to buttholes, is it? No, well, kind of. Toilet paper over or under? It's 100% related to buttholes. Obviously over. I'm not a savage. Whoa. I was going to say over. I'm not a heathen. (laughs) Thank you. Over because I live with Johnny. Over. Over it is. Over. All right. Well, we're all, we can all stay friends. This worked out so great. (laughs) Okay. Spring or fall? Spring. Fall. Fall. Definitely fall. I'm looking at an amazing picture of me and my wife from Door County in October. And it is, yeah, the beautiful fall colors. Also here in Texas, spring means summer's coming. Fall means, uh uh-oh, hashtag winter's coming. What are you, what happened over there? I just kicked some dog bowl or something. I don't know. There's dog bowls all over their house. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, Burgers or tacos? Tacos. 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 Nearly every meal I eat is tacos. So I'm I know. Go I that. knew you were going to answer tacos, Fon. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. <laughs> sunset. Sunrise. I'm a sunset fan. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say no to either one of them, but there's just something about a sunrise that, like, to start your day out like that. I don't know. You know what? So, speaking of Live, Love, Paddle, the bats tend to start their day out with the sunset. So, I appreciate that. Because they're nocturnal. But you didn't say you were a night owl when <laughs> I asked if you were a night owl. That's true. Okay. All right. We've only got a couple left. TV show or book? TV show. Johnny? Depends. <laughs> uh, TV show. Book. I have not read a book in many, many years, so I'm going to have to go with a TV show. Well, I'm K-Self the nerd. Okay, last one. Work hard or play hard? Play hard. Play hard. Both. Can't choose both. 
It's my game. I can do what I want. Work is for suckers. Play hard. <laughs> what kind of question is that last one, anyway? I don't know. I thought it would be a good one to end on, but I guess not. I like to work hard. I do like to work hard. Fine, okay? Hey, we all work hard in our athletic endeavors as well as our uh, profession sometimes. You know what? I think that the playing hard feels better after you've worked hard. Like, okay, after a long ride, Jason, don't you enjoy to imbibe in a Miskatonic the Gardener? <laughs> I've been known to imbibe in a uh, an adult beverage or two. Mm-hmm, okay. Doesn't it feel better after you've, like, put in a hard day's work on the bike or in the office? You don't have to tell us which one. It's a proper recovery beverage. There you go. See, <laughs> we're all in agreement on that. So here's the thing. So let me let me just tie ten of these questions together. Often, often I will bike to my kayaking job, kayak into the sunset when the bats enjoy their night out, imbibe on a bunch of beverages, kayaking while I'm working, and then I will play hard after getting myself some tacos after work. You're just a drunk. Yeah, well, that too. He missed the crossing streams with his cat part. Yeah, you missed. Yeah, you missed the part where you cross pee streams with your cat. It's only happened exactly once, and it was like an hour ago. So okay. uh, then why do we wait. keep bringing it up? It feels like it feels like it happens every Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> every Thursday, Jason. Today, today's Thursday. Actually, the listeners probably will not be listening to this on Thursday. Too many bees. All right. We speaking of live, love, paddle. We need to move on to our favorite things, and I'm going to change my favorite thing because drunk Jason is my favorite thing now. No, (laughs) that was Um, fun. The the game was fun, Casey. Nice work on that. So, uh, yes, we can we can segue on to our favorite thing. These are a few of our favorite things. Okay, brought to us by Live, Love, 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 paddle. Paddle. Thanks for getting Fonz drunk and paying him. Yes. All right. Uh, do you want to go first or should I? I'll go first. All right. Let's uh, hear it. And Wait. if our guest has something, he can think about it in the meantime. Uh, do you know the rules on uh, favorite things? So you have to think of something that you, your favorite thing in the last uh, month or two since we have been a while since we recorded. While we're talking about ours, uh, Jason, you can uh, come up with your. Yeah. Okay. So I know what mine is. Right. And it's something that I actually haven't seen in the past month. Okay. But it still is my favorite thing, and it's sunshine. Sunshine. That has been a favorite thing in the past. I have a whole category list here, but it is, you know. isn't it? You guys got snow recently, didn't you? We got snow like a week ago. What the hell? I don't know. I live here. I've lived here basically my whole life. I shouldn't complain about it, but. That was pretty weird. That's true. So, yeah, sunshine is my favorite thing. And, you know, like, it's true that the weather affects your mood. Like, when it's, like, cloudy and dreary, you kind of feel dreary. Uh-huh. So I miss sunshine, and I, I want it. Yeah, we, uh, we're at the point here where sunshine starts to kind of hit you a little harder than you needed to. I'd be okay with that right now. Okay, that's, that's fair. Uh, you did have infinite sunshine on your wedding day. I did. It was really nice. It was beautiful. And not, not just looking at our officiant either. Yes. Oh. Okay, what's your favorite thing, Fonz? Uh, I have two hashtags as my two favorite things. I can, I'm can. i adding two this, this time because uh, I have two favorite hashtags on Twitter. Okay, what are they? And uh, Facebook. One is, uh, I moved today. I love that 
too. Hashtag I moved today. Mark Milligan, thank you for being a guest and introducing this to you. So if you go onto Facebook and or Twitter and see the hashtag I moved today, M-O-V-E-D-T-O-D-A-Y, I moved today. So many great little stories about people like this is the first time I've worked out in a month and here's a picture of me struggling with weights or someone else like, oh, I biked 100 miles today. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's literally every bit of the spectrum. Somebody's I moved today is, hey, I walked on my ankle for the first time in a week yeah. or I just got out of the hospital. And then some people are like, I qualified for Boston Marathon. Yeah. So it is such a cool and inspiring post, and everybody's on the same level. Just because you qualified for Boston doesn't mean you're better than anybody else. It's yeah. everybody. I I love that Facebook page, and, and it's I, so I supportive. Everybody is so supportive. Of everybody, it's it's great to see. I see K Salk. You uh you post on there quite often. I post periodically, but uh, I enjoy spectating. Yeah, I do too. I love it. It is great. I have I have another uh, favorite hashtag, which I just added today. That was my original one, but I added another one. Okay. Hashtag chicken bar. Have you seen this one? Chicken bar? Chicken, chicken and then B-A-R-R. No, what is this? Chicken bar on Twitter. It's all full of, like, photos of chickens. And um, our Attorney General, Bill Barr, who did not testify today. Oh, it's the best hashtag ever. It's all full of jokes and pictures. It's pretty awesome. Wait, what is going on? I don't even... Our Attorney General Barr did not uh, testify today, and he did not produce documents. Uh, oh, so he's a chicken. Okay, I get it. I'm like, what, does this have to do with chickens, or does it have to do no. with Trump? <laughs> one, of the, one of the congressmen actually predicted that he wouldn't show up and brought a big old plastic chicken and put it in his seat where he was supposed to be sitting, and then everyone took pictures of it. Oh, my God, I had no idea. So if you go to hashtag chicken bar on Twitter, you'll just die laughing. And it'll oh, my God. Jokes okay, I had no idea about this. I'm going to have to go. Here's a joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. To avoid giving testimony to Congress. Boom. <laughs> Toasted. So uh, that was that was added today, but yes, the I moved today, Mark Milligan. Thank you very much for introducing me to that, and then uh, hashtag chicken bar. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a tough act to follow, Jason. But right, what, what do you got? Oh, let's talk about chicken. Makes me want to go get some chicken and waffles. To be honest. Ooh, chicken and waffles. <laughs> so my we new talk about thing. a pecan waffle. But that's my favorite thing. <laughs> that's my favorite thing is chicken and waffles. So there's a place. Oh, man, yes. There's a place called. Um, uh, Gabe's over here by uh, yes. in Glenwood. Yeah, right in Glenwood. They will make you a pecan waffle and with fried chicken, and it's awesome. Wow, that is incredible. That sounds so good. The perfect combination of salty, salty and sweet. Salty and sweet, yep. It's a great, it's a great meal. Oh, man, that's pretty good. Then if you're living life on the edge, you take a little bit of butter, take some of the hot syrup, you mix it in a little, a little bowl. Oh, yeah. And if you mix syrup and butter, what do you get? You essentially get caramel. Yes. And so you dip. I'm a dipper. I, I dip my waffle in, and that's what I eat. And that's why I've only oh, lost, yeah. like, 50 pounds since 2013. <laughs> you, and you know what? You have. Since I saw and you in that triathlon, you're yeah. not quite as big as you no, were before, no, no, big no. guy. I went from, like, a size 50 pants to a size, what, 38 now? So it's, yeah, wow. it, it's a big difference. But I like pizza, beer, and apparently chicken and waffles. So that's my favorite thing. All too. right. Well, our next podcast is going to be sponsored by Gabe's because I'm going to give them all my money. I'm very disappointed that in our game from a couple podcasts ago that uh, dipping into syrup and butter was not part of our dipping game answer. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had we had we had a, a, a most popular dips, and uh, syrup and butter was not one of them. I usually put the butter over the waffles and then dip those in, but I think just combining. If you the dip, two, you get the perfect bite. Yeah, yeah it sounds like I think, it. I think you're right. And plus, the waffle stays crispy. Yes, you're See, right. Again, I'm yeah. a big guy because I like. You I'm, know how to eat. Work hard, play hard. That's right. Eat hard. So, <laughs> eat hard. There you go. Eat hard, bike hard. Wow. All right. Oh, all righty. Well, that was a good favorite things. Are we ready to move on to mailbag? I believe so. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a mailbag. Um, by the way, this is sponsored by Goodspeed Cycles, which is our local cycling store. And not really a club, but they do rides every weekend, and they're awesome. Um, on actually good speed cycles had my husband on our wedding day. He was trying to run. He was trying to bike away from the altar. Oh, um, he did a good speed ride on our wedding day, but they convinced him to come back. To turn around and come back. So, uh, I have one, you have uh, one or two, uh, I have two, have I have two. two and, um, I have one that's going to follow yours up really well. So, um, the question we got and, um, I didn't get a name and I didn't get a location for them. And that's going to end up being important information that we're going to need. But this question says, I have a question for the PT you had on, which is Mark Milligan. Um, if my state is not one of the ones that allows you to see a PT without a referral, because oh, we yeah. talked to the podcast that Texas and Illinois are, or Illinois is one of the states. Texas is working on becoming a state where you can see a PT without a referral. This person asks, how do I get a referral? Do I need to go through my insurance or through my primary doctor? Um, and I actually reached out to Mark on this one um, and I asked him, I said, so what do you need to do? Because one of our listeners reached out and he gave me an awesome response and he basically said, that's a great question. The best way to manage that referral is to go to your PCP. So go to your primary doctor. Okay. But he said, depending on the state, the referral can come from a podiatrist, a chiropractor, an NP, a PA, or even a dentist. Oh. So depending on the state, you might be allowed to kind of use that person to give you the referral in order to see a physical therapist. So we would need to know. I'm going to follow up with that person to figure out where they live and what they can actually do. I'll, I connected them to Mark already. All right. Well, that's incredible. That's uh, something that's valuable for our listeners, and hopefully uh, states will legislate so that we don't have to go to our dentist before we go to a PT. <laughs> Whose dentist is sending it? But he did say that like some people will have, like, yeah, issues with like their jaw that can be fixed with PT. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's fair. We shouldn't need to go to the, any other doctor before we go to BT anyhow, but, you know. But it's nice that you can go to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's nice that you have options. All right, All I, right. I have a mailbag as well. This is from Ellie from Memphis, Tennessee. And honestly, like, I had answers down, and I was, I was uh, sort of split between what answers I was going to give, and I threw them all out the window after listening to the first half of today's podcast. All right, so, let's hear it. Yeah, so, and I'll, I'll, it's going to take a while to answer this because the question is, well, first of all, it starts out, Fonz, your voice is super cute. Are, as, are you as cute as your voice is? Which no, is, he's not. No, he's not. Okay, fair right. enough. And he's married. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but everybody gets to answer anyhow. But uh, here's the question. Who is your favorite athlete of all time? And what I've written down here, I've got, I've got... 
Because there's a few different things. There was, I had three people in different, like Roger Bannister and Jackie Robinson were my, my two listed. Ooh, that, Jackie Robinson's a good one. I know. And then I had like my recent Moises Alou answer. So Roger Bannister was the first person to break four minutes. Jackie Ooh, Ro- Moises Alou, did you know what he used to do? Yeah, he peed on his hands. He peed on his hands. That's why you like him, you sicko. I don't pee on my hands. I just cross pee things with my cat. everywhere with your cat. All right. But I'm throwing all those answers out because... Okay, who wins? I'm going with uh, Marshall Major Taylor. Oh, that's right. Because I did not know anything about... Uh, this is all new to me, and that is unbelievably inspiring what happened there. So um, I'm throwing out all my answers and going with uh, Major Taylor. All right. Jason, can you argue with that? No, I fully support that decision. <laughs> Do you have any other favorite athletes that you want to add to our ongoing list, apparently? Um, <clears throat> you can have the same answer. You can go with uh, Major Taylor if you want. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the, that's yeah. the only answer that I that I can give is uh, is Marshall Major Taylor. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. It's, it's always good that I got to... Uh, Increase the level of love I have for my I have for my favorite uh, athlete, and I will do a lot of research to see the history on that. So, uh, cool. thank you, thank you for educating us. And uh, Major Taylor, how about second? Just because, uh, of course, he's going to be our favorite, yours and mine. Uh, do you have a second other than Major Taylor? Jason, that'd be me. Oh, uh, there you go. I love my. You know what? I, I'll be completely and totally honest with you. Outside of cycling and the isolated world of triathletes and cyclists and swimming. I don't watch any other sports. I don't even watch cycling on TV. I just love doing it with others. All right. Hey, I love that's... cycling and, and other group rides. So if you had to ask some other athletes that I'm fond of and favorites of, it'd be Kristen across from me and everyone else that oh, I'm riding with. Oh, there we go. It'd be all the people who I ride with. They're all my favorites. Or the person in front of you that you're drafting off of at any given moment. <laughs> Jason doesn't draft off of anybody. I'm people. the one drafting off of him. People love my giraffes, by the way. It's true. I've drafted off of him plenty of times. I am so good at other people drafting behind me. (laughs) I'm really good at drafting. Let me just tell you. I'm good at it. I'm small. I get even more compact. (laughs) Although, Jason, I imagine imagine you were better at uh, being drafted behind before you lost all that weight, huh? Yeah, well, I was a little bit slower then too. So. Oh, that's true. That's no, he's true. yeah, he's even better now because he's faster. Yeah, giraffes don't work so well at twelve miles an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't draft at twelve. So <laughs> okay, so I do. So this is a controversial one that I'm going to add. But growing up in Chicago, yeah. as like a ten year old, I really just idolized Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Oh. And then I grew up and learned about some of the not great things that he did to his wife. <laughs> so Michael Jordan. Was so he at auto racing? Was he an auto racing, Michael Jordan? No. Baseball? Basketball player. Oh, basketball. That's right. Michael Jordan. The Chicago Bulls. Oh. What? Oh, my God. You haven't been out of Chicago that long. <laughs> Fair enough. Whatever. But so I, I idolized him growing up. He was really the best. He was the best at his sport and just, but you know, by a landslide. So there's something to be said about somebody that is that good at their sport. Serena Williams is another one who's like that good at yeah. what they do. Um, but I was a little older when I started to idolize her. I don't know. Michael Jordan just does something for me, even though he's that's kind that's... of an asshole to be married to. 
Well, no, it's, you know, I, I took a class, sociology of sport, and they say the very, very, very top people in all their respective sports have a tendency not to quite fit in with the rest of society or follow the rules as much, which can be good and bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yep, I can see that. All right. All right, well, I have one more mailbag. All right, is this for both of us or all three of this us? Is or? For, this is for everybody. Everybody, all right. This is a question. This is from Christina, and I don't, I have it written down somewhere where she's from, but I don't remember. Is offhand. it a K or a CH? With a K. And oh. I know my Ks. Um, okay, how many days should you take off running if you're sore? I've been told to grin and bear it through the pain, but then also to rest if anything hurts. What advice is best? Hmm. I don't know. I'll I mean, go first. I'll go first. I had a weird I had a weird thing the other day. I went for a run, like a regular four or five mile run, and I could tell during the run something didn't quite feel right, and my quads just hurt for like two or three days. I don't know if I was dehydrated. Like, I do that run three or so times a week, plus swimming and everything else I do, but it was weird. So uh, I would say, depending on what your soreness is, if it's plantar, you got to take about six months off. So, uh, Tell me about it. <laughs> that's one issue, but, uh, I would say what I would do in, is take a day off and then go back into it, but be very cautious. And I think that's good advice because the best advice I can come up with is it depends. Yeah. Like being sore is kind of part of the sport, right? You like yeah. work really hard and then you feel it the next day. It but hurts so good. Sometimes I'll work really hard and I'll feel it the next day. And like doing a little bit of like easy recovery is going to like help me get over it. If I do nothing the next day, then it's not going to get better as quickly. So it's like kind of recognizing like, is it just sore or is it like an injury that's going to get worse? Yeah. And you're going to want to pay attention to what's sore. So like if my quads, if my quads are sore, it's a muscle. Like I'm not going to do a ton more damage to my quads if my knee, right. if my knee hurts or my foot oh, hurts, now we're talking about bones, and we want to be a lot more careful. So pay attention to what exactly hurts, and you're not going to know because pain just kind of migrates and it's kind of weird. But uh, you know. But if it's something new that you've never felt before, maybe you do your advice and you take a day off and see if it gets better. Yeah. So. Or yeah, exactly. So uh, good, good, good answers. Jason, do you have a do you have an opinion on this one? I can only tell you what I do when I'm super sore. If I've gone too hard cycling or running, um, I swim like a mile indoors. Yeah. Nice, slow, like There you go. Swim. That's like a good recovery exercise too. It opens your chest up, yep. your shoulders, gets everything loose if you're super tight. And honestly, if your legs are really sore, uh, don't kick. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I can take that advice. So that's it. Oh, I have a side story. Ready before I have a side story on this. And our, yeah, we haven't mentioned the email address, fitcast at gmail.com if uh, you have any input on uh, soreness or rest or anything like that. But I am swimming at Deep Eddy last week, and uh, I'm swimming back and forth. You know, it's it's a decent swim. I probably swam a mile or so. And uh, I stopped to adjust my goggles or whatever because they had gotten fogged up, which happens sometimes, as we know. And uh, some guy's like, hey, just curious... Is that like no kicking thing that you do? Is that part of a training or a new technique? I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I just don't kick. <laughs> what, what no kicking thing? 
I'm like, I'm a distance swimmer. I don't really, my kick is worthless. Sorry, I got to go. Let me go. Thank you for shaming me. <laughs> okay, so this is going to tie into, I know we're just going to finish up from here. That's but fine. So, for my finish, so for my finishing up, one of the things I wanted to mention is I'm not quite in racing shape yet after being sick, sick for six months, but to motivate me, I bought a new watch. And Jason and I were talking about our watches before we started today. And I tried it out with the bike. I think it's fine on the bike. It gets my cadence, whatever. Um, but I tried it out on the swim today. And it will tell you exactly your distance because it does it based on when you turn. Yeah. And so it like you'd say the length of your pool, which is really cool. But one thing it doesn't do is if you don't like move your arms, it doesn't think that you're swimming at all. So when I did my kick drills today, my arms stay straight. Oh, yeah. And I, I finished my 200 meters of kicking, and it was like, you went zero meters oh, in no. minutes. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't pick it up, so I got so angry. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I just spent four minutes kicking. Don't you tell me no. <laughs> uh, so that's the only gripe I have with my new watch. Otherwise, I really, really like it. It's a Garmin Forerunner. 735 XT, and you have the 935? I have the 935. Yeah, the 935. And so yours is like the upgraded version of mine. It basically has the same metrics. Yeah, but yours is fancier. It's Fair sure. enough. Fair enough. Sure. sure. It is. I couldn't tell you the difference in features. I think yours has music on it, too, don't No, you? that's the 935 oh, yeah, M or something. Oh, okay. There's something. I don't, want, yeah. I don't want... I got this watch. I don't have an Apple Watch or any other smart watch because I don't want to play games or anything on my watch. Oh, I just saw I you can play music. Snake on there. Yeah, I'm like, who wants want... to just sit there and play Snake? Don't stats. you have a phone? Yes. <laughs> don't you have a phone? Exactly. <laughs> don't you have a phone to waste your time on all day? Exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, how about right, that? What's going on with you? Uh, looking ahead, um, I may have a triathlon in Wisconsin. Wow, you're pretty busy for a retired triathlete. Yeah, well, so, but here's the thing is I may, I may do the whole thing, but more likely, and this is something I learned with talking about. So my a lot of my older brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews who are younger than me, uh, they're into triathlons, and at periodic times of the year, some people... Everybody always needs a swimmer on their team, and, you know, I like swimming. So I realize that with a big group of people who want to have teams, I can be helpful in a weekend of a half Ironman, as an example. I could be a teammate in the sprint on Saturday and then a teammate also in a different team on Sunday where they do the half Ironman or Olympic or whatever it is. All right. So what race is this? So we were talking about Door County, which you've done. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite races. Got to do it. It is beautiful, especially swimming because uh, you don't have to deal with all those hills. Yeah, the run is the worst on that one. <laughs> so uh, we might do Door County. There's a couple other ones. There's one in, like, Wapaka, Wisconsin or somewhere else. But uh, I may be coming up in August to be a team on at least one or maybe two teams, which would be cool. Here in Texas, we're not going to have many races coming up because uh, it's summertime. Too hot. Too hot, yep. How about you? Um, you know, I am. Johnny's in the room. This may be the first time he's hearing this. Uh -oh. uh, I am signed up to do the bike leg of a relay. Oh, cool. So Is it in Dark County? You know, I'm not, like, feeling ready to race yet. Just because I'm like, fine. Like I feel like I'm finally getting back to training at the caliber that I used to. But um, I did. They. It was just these girls in um, the Frankfurt running group, which is a town near where I live. Um, they were looking for a cyclist, and I was just like, sure, I'll do it. 
and I didn't think about it. And then I got a text from this woman being like, okay, so you're going to be our cyclist. I'm like, all right, well, got to get going then. (laughs) 56 miles in Wisconsin. Um, So I'm signed up to do that. Frankfurt? uh, So we're doing um, Madison. Madison has a 70.3 and it's, it's really hilly. So I'm, I'm going to do it. And my goal is to average between 19 and 20 miles an hour. That's in like September, right, Madison? No, it's in June. Oh, June. It's that early. Yeeks. Okay. My husband's looking at me like I'm psyched. <laughs> That's an ambitious goal. He wants to, um, he wants to annul the marriage. Do you do marriage annulment sufficient funds? Uh, no, I already signed that certificate. Have you guys mailed it into the city or county or whatever? Yeah, we got. I told you we got the the license back, which is pretty cool. Okay, well uh, then it's too late. Okay, well he'll figure out a way to get rid of me. <laughs> but yeah, um, Fonz, are you uh, ready for summer in Austin? Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! 